What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. This Dimensional Living with your host, Diane Bachberger. Diane has been given message from the fifth dimension and higher to bring greater peace and understanding to the lives of others. She lives and experiences these higher dimensions to help our world come into balance and to raise to a higher vibration of love. You can find more information on Diane on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash dbachberger1 as she shares great wisdom with the world. Let's welcome your host of this dimensional living, Diane Bachberger. Hello everyone, this is Diane and thank you for listening in on 5th Dimensional Radio. What propels a civilization into the next step? Join me over the next two hours or so as I take you into the 5th Dimension and beyond. Today is August the 17th, 2016. Some amazing energy today and I have a lot of topics I'm going to cover. The last time I did a show was July the 6th, 2016, so it's been a while And um, I do shows in the moment when they're needed. And people in my life and the work that I've been doing has taken up a lot of my time. So I put priority on those things, what we need to do in that moment. So today is a little different, but I have done some traveling and I'm a little tired. But I feel very energized also. So what I want to talk today about is a little bit about energy around the earth. And um, I'm going to go to the opposite to that, but it has to do with energy. Uh, maybe I'll touch on hoarding. Um, it's a mirror of holding energy. So what can we do to try to understand, to have understanding? Um, right now, the energy... And the expansion of energy within humanity is allowing them to connect to the knowing. And, you know, I will talk about how do we do this with 3D connection still, but kind of straddling two realities, 3D and, you know, going from fourth into fifth dimensional consciousness. You know, a lot of people might be listening to this and just kind of scratching their heads you know, for the first time, and I got a feeling that that's happening. Um, I guess when a lot of people first start to advance in consciousness or expand their consciousness, the ego is still in play. So, you know, in a way, the ego is still at work, but it may be in a different way, but some people will notice that things are different and they're they're different. And if you're not careful, the ego can pull you back down again. 
So it's just to be aware of that. doesn't necessarily mean that you shouldn't be around negative people, but just to be aware of it, you know, when you are around negative people. And I also want to talk about the totem because, you know, living the shaman life and that sort of thing, I look and see what's around me. You know, even in angelic numbers or the animals that I see. So I I talk about that on the show too. And what was really funny was, I think it was about two and a half weeks ago, I I had a friend that his cat passed away. Basically, he lives out in the middle of nowhere and he hasn't been really socializing with a lot of people and I don't I don't really need to get into that but his cat was basically his best friend so the cat was gone so I tried to be there for him but what was funny was when we were heading out to go to a lake and sit and talk you know basically he didn't really want to talk about it but just to be there for him a bunch of really kind of strange things happened but one of them was and we both saw it, so I, I, <laughs> it wasn't just a fabric of my own imagination or something, something only I saw. And we were driving kind of down, but down this hill, but it was still in town. And I saw this huge woodpecker on a tree. And he, I would say that he was close to a foot long. And I, I was just like, I did a double take, but my friend saw it too. And he had the red tuft you know, like the Woody Woodpecker. And I'm thinking, that, you know, like, this is really bizarre. But anyway, it, it gets a little bit more into that. So when I, I talk about the totem, Woodpecker totem, you know, how does this apply to what's going on right now within humanity, okay? So I, I'm going to touch on a bunch of different things. I want to talk about the lunar eclipse that's coming and the full moon in Aquarius that's happening tomorrow well, depending on where you're living in the world. And um, I guess that's about how I'm going to start it off. And um, I've been talking about certain types of energy, like I said. And I work with energy. I'm an energy healer, earth healer, you know, different titles and all that thing that doesn't really have any meaning you know, but it helps to, you know, in 3D it helps define you. So maybe I'll start off. You know, a lot of people are expanding their consciousness. They start to feel, you know, their energy is different. And then they find that people around them start to not reject them, but to sense this energy has shifted within you, okay? So if that's happening to you, you understand what I'm talking about. And at this moment, you may feel a need to avoid negative people or people that, you know, focus on the negative. You know, I can be around negative people and have understanding and, you know, learn from certain things, and there's a reason why things happen. But maybe at this moment, this is something that you may not want to put that extra pressure on yourself. And some people say you can't live a positive life around negative people. But, you know, a lot of us have some people in our families and people that we associate with that are negative. 
But I'm a little bit like Pollyanna. I see the positive in everyone and everything, okay? But not everybody can do that, especially when they feel things shifting and change happening. It's difficult. So, you know, at this point in time, you want to have the energy grow with you and keep your frequency high. So, you know, there's there's places like your work environment, your social, you know, social circles. I have a friend that he hangs out with different people in different social circles, but there's one particular person he he can't handle. But, you know, this person hangs out in these social circles, so he looks at the positives with the other people and tries not to, you know, get himself too entrenched with this other person. But, you know, we have families um, also. They can be emotionally draining if you allow them to be, okay? Um, And they can be very venomous and contagious, you know. It's like when somebody gets mad and they go kick a a pot or another creature or something like that, you know, it's they don't mean to do it, but they can't deal with their frustrated feelings, so you have to look at that part of yourself and say, you know, like I'm judging somebody being negative, but am I being negative too? You know, we all have our moments, right? But, you know, a lot of people say that in 3D, negativity perpetuates itself. It's like the frequency kind of, you know, but don't let yourself be caught up in it. And, you know, in 3D, the mind is the focus, okay, and the ego wants to keep it that way but in 5d it's the moment so we're not have our thoughts cluttered up with all that stuff that's going on in the past and we're not thinking of the future we're just thinking of the now so that is and then the positive things and the beauty in the now so that that'll give you an idea you know how people are straddling two realities because not everybody is shifting their consciousness right now or maybe a little bit but not the way you are. So it's not that we should ignore these people. It's it's that we should be just be aware, okay? Um, but you may... How do I put this? I don't want to sound negative by actually putting it that way. Um, you know, people that talk about people being drama queens and, and drama might be experiencing the drama themselves. They may love drama and not realize it. And they're actually wanting drama because the adrenaline rush is something that they, they get out of it, you know. And when we're in fifth dimensional consciousness, the adrenal glands and the adrenaline is, isn't a focus either. And it's not addictive, or at least not in the way that 3D consciousness does. So some of these ideas, you're going to be scratching your head and thinking, oh, uh, you know, like that is, it may make sense to you, but it may not. So... If you want, and if you feel like you should, go back and listen to the show again. I know a lot of people do that, and they listen to it again and go, wow, I didn't get that out of it. So um, this, so getting back to what I was saying, um, you can ignore these people if you want to or not feed into the, this, okay, if you're strong enough. But, you know, at the beginning, maybe you're not, so you need to keep away from people that are really seriously negative. Um, and if you're at the point where I am, at some point you know when to say something, 
and you can actually say to the person, you know, you're focusing a lot, a lot on negative things. Is there something, you know, that that can't be too good for you? Is there, you know, can you focus? What are what are, what are positives in your life? What what do you see as, you know, something that you can look at that's positive? You know, so right now, it's important that you know you just be aware that that some type of shift is is coming within you or going on within you, and uh, be aware of people around you. Um, so, like I said, you know, like there are people that um, that are they they call drama queens or somebody who just loves anxiety or stress. You know, they thrive on it. And you know, I've got I've got to say that at some point in my life, you know, I was in a, in a very stressful job, and I worked with people that were really disturbed, because I worked in psychiatry and I was you know a, a nurse therapist, and you know how many people can do that and, and you know function, but anyway, that's that's not the point we're we're getting at right now. But um, so these people want to suck you in; they want to. They can be hostile at times, and the thing is to keep your composure and, you know, kind of not react or get them in a confrontation kind of um, situation. So they want you to to dive in there. Just say, I don't have the time for this, and, and walk away. So And don't let them get to you. Just speak in a calm tone and matter of fact tone. Okay, you know, you may want to set an example and f- focus on kindness. Like I, I had a friend that was a real drama king, I, w- I would say. And, you know, he would tell me all these stories and I would say, you know, like, is this good for your life? Like, this is happening so much. Are you creating these things? And he actually shifted. So it was it was kind of interesting. Um, so just communicate and express from a place of peace love because you know when we're in fifth dimensional consciousness that's where we work from you know the the positive in the moment and you know be encouraging but you know if if this person is like being you know hostile and uh you know violent you've got to move yourself away from them and you know say hey you know and there's people that are you're never going to please and I could talk about many people in my life at some point. And, you know, I, we all have been people pleasers at some time, but it's who we really are that we have to look at and not be someone that somebody else wants you to be. So, the, you know, I have, well, it's not so much that I have people in my life. We all do. Um, so just accept that there's always going to be people that are going to change you and just say, you know, you live your life the way you live it and this is the way I live my life and I do a lot of good for and you know, deal with your stuff and there are people they are going to try to discredit you and, and it's because they're jealous, you know, that may be one reason and they may disrespect you and treat you poorly for no reason um but it's not up to us to try to change them, okay? Or to even win approval from them. And, you know, when you live in fifth dimensional consciousness, you don't make any judgments. 
you have understanding and try to look at, if you want to, what goes on with people, and I do that, and it doesn't really bother me, okay? Um, but if a person starts getting agitated and being yelling at you and that sort of thing, you just say, hey, you know, I think it's time I go. And, you know, what you're doing, you, you could do in a better way. So they have maybe they have certain karma they have to deal with. Maybe it's coming to the surface because, you know, I've talked about on different shows that humanity is releasing energy and they're expanding. And a lot of things they've held at a karmic level is being released. So, but it's not up to you to deal with their energy or what they're releasing, you know, unless that is your role here. So, um, you don't want to waste your energy and have them suck your energy. Uh, Some people are emotional vampires and they just create these situations so they can get close to people that have energy, you know, and and try to do that. And, you know, I have friends that have talked about, you know, having certain manifestations and dreams, and they tell somebody, and the other person ends up getting it. I'm just going to take a drink of water. That they, um, you know, they're, they're dream snatchers. You know, instead of dream catchers, they're dream snatchers. So they're going to be people that discredit the things that you express. You know, when I first applied to this job years ago, everything I told this boss and all my ideas, she she asked about certain things and I gave her, and they all came to pass, but she took the credit for them. But, you know, I I didn't mind actually, but there are going to be people like that and you've got to hold on fast to those things, okay? So... If, the, if you have a dream and you want to do it and you have people discrediting you, family or anybody really, um, and they're actually putting a cork on your potential if you allow them to. And, and don't let their negativity convince you that, you know, that you're crazy or whatever, you know. I've, you know, we also had situations like that. So you just walk away from them or you just say, hey, you know, you got your own things and it really is none of your business. You know, whatever way you think is the best to deal with it. So some people want to live vicariously through people. I started realizing that, you know, people that I thought were friends were actually trying to live vicariously through me. Because I make, you know, certain things transpire in my life and miracles happen and those sorts of things. So, you know, it it got to be a little too much, so I I had to stop it. So, you know, it's just about not allowing their stuff or their story becoming your story. So it's, it's looking beyond people's presumptions and mental limitations, okay? Be the best version that you can be in your life, okay? And it's it's what you achieve. So you, you don't have to share your stuff with people, you know? Um, and there's going to be people who are manipulators, okay? Or bullies. You know, people, they try to manipulate people to tr- try to sell more and 
in a way it's negative and they're intimidating they can be manipulative so you may start to really realize after listening to this show what people you really have around you and you're not really disting yourself from these people you're just enmeshed in the whole trouble okay so sometimes they say that you attract people because you, you you know a person has that within them right so if you're releasing karma at a certain level and and this stuff is leaving you you may attract people like this so you know just be aware of it so when you have this solar eclipse that's coming there's things that are revealed to us in lunar and solar eclipses but the awareness of this will become unfolded to you of these people and your own stepping into fifth dimensional consciousness will open up to you okay because these are the times then when these things are happening this is why i'm talking about these things i talk about things in the moment that are important to people that are listening because sometimes i come on and then i get feelings and i start talking about these things so this came just before the start of the show um you know the people that are manipulative and they oh, one of the things they say is you know, you're just thinking of yourself. So if you're hearing somebody saying, oh, you're just thinking of yourself, they want you to think about them and do what they want. So they they feel that their own feelings and needs, you know, you have to put a damper on that and stop it. And as long as you bend and go over to their way of thinking, um, they're going to keep doing it. So you have to... Get a backbone or stand up to it, but you know a lot of people think that you know if you have expanded consciousness, you know you just have to put up with things. That's not, that's not true. It's it's a spiritual backbone that you got to get. Okay. Anyway, some people will say and do anything, and and they're very thoughtless to get other people to do what they want. This isn't normal. Okay, so it's important that we stand up to bullies like uh, sometimes i'll say hey not slow down you know um but you can you can be blunt if you want to too because it'll get them thinking um you know what do you think that if your idea is better than what my idea is anyway if if they they refuse to reason you know like i said walk away there's a lot there's songs about um you know, Kelly Clarkson just says, walk away. Um, and anyway, it's it's like people in 3D that have ego and are focused on material things, they think everybody has to think like them. You know, like it's like this collective um, business consciousness or, you know, I shouldn't use the word business because, you know, that's being directive, but... They want you to be somebody else, okay? And what you do in fifth dimensional consciousness is be who you are, okay? For a long time, I wasn't doing or being who I was. And, you know, somebody had to leave this world for me to look at, you know, hey. And and some people call it coming out of the spiritual closet. It's, it's up to you. You 
you have to be that one that looks at those things and decide, you know, that. But once you open up the higher chakras within you and you connect, it actually allows you to see things in, in a 360 degree instead of like a, a linear way, which people who are manipulative, they just see one way or the highway, you know, but they're both lines, you know, roads or lines. Uh, one way of thinking is, is a line. So if, you, if you're in a relationship and you feel crappy all the time and you don't feel respected, that, that isn't a, a good relationship with you or for you. You know, relationships that work are the ones that make you feel better without changing who you are. You know, I, I talk to people and they start talking to me and they say, well, if you did this and this and this and, you know, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what about you, you know? Like, why are you focusing? Because they don't want you to talk to them about them. They try to redirect it away from you and make you look bad. So, you know, I I would say for for a lot of people when they first start realizing this and they want to get out of the drama, you know, you've got to get out of the drama. And you get labeled, you know, people especially that are forward-thinking or um, are innovative, like myself, not everybody will understand it, right? And they will try to, or some people will try to label you. And that's, that's not a fair thing to do. And some of it has to do with religious beliefs. Um, there's somebody will make say, oh, you know, this person has their head in the clouds. So you're the only one that knows what's going on in the noggin, right? Or what you're, what's going on within you. So don't assume people are going to understand you. You may look at people and have perception, understand what's going on around you, but don't assume that people around you are really going to understand you. And you may have to explain things very carefully if, if you feel like it, okay? And it's, it's like being pigeonholed, you know? You know, some people uh, that I've, I've had experience with have, have said, that, hey, you're a new ager. And I said, I don't put myself in that category, okay? I don't put myself in a category. I'm just who I am in the moment. So anyway, the main thing is, and I'm going to stress this, and you can go back and listen to it again. And, and if you're ever going to pick anything out of any of the shows I ever do, this is the most important thing that I'm ever going to say. It's important to decide who you are, to look at yourself. That's why we talk about the inner journey on Earth Angels Radio, you know. And, and Carol Guy, who started it in 2007, started it to help people go within themselves and do this inner journey, okay? And I've been doing, you know, this show, well, for quite a number of years, about five years. So it's important that you look at who you are and other people's opinions and bulliness and all that stuff. You may find out that you're not being who you really are, okay? When you exist in fifth dimensional consciousness, you are who you are. And you live in love, happiness, 
and open yourself up to the abundance that we have in the moment, okay? And you can take those masks off and not pretend to be someone you're not, okay? And if pe- people may not like that because, hey, you're, you're different, you're changing. You don't have control of, over what people think about you, but you do have control how you decide to look at how people view you, okay? And most of it you can just take and dump in a, a trash can, okay? They have their own judgments. Don't feel threatened and don't conform just to please people. You know, it's, it, it's unconditional love or fifth dimensional love, which even goes beyond unconditional love. You love the person for who they are and not for who you want. They may look at you and say, well, if you don't do this, this, and this, and this, I can't love you. Well, okay, is that 3D love or is that really love? Okay, that's just them. They can't harm you, okay? Um, You know, sometimes you have friends, and, and we all make mistakes, but there are people that... Well, I had a friend not that long ago. I saw somebody that I knew she used to hang out with, and I said, oh, I saw somebody, somebody today. And she goes, oh, I don't talk to her anymore. And I just, okay. But it it got into a whole story and stuff like that. But basically, the person judged her, and they never talked again. So I... If I did that, I wouldn't have anybody I'd deduct. <laughs> I'm joking. But um, the most honorable thing is to to not make mistakes, but to admit to them. Okay, I'll say that again. The most, the best thing you could do is it's not to never make mistakes, but it's to admit when you make them and to follow through and try to wrong or right the wrong. Okay, if you you do anything. Um, But a lot of people, they think they're right. And no matter whether it was wrong, they don't want to apologize or whatever. Okay? When you live in fifth dimensional consciousness, it doesn't mean you never apologize because you're perfect. No. Um, But you realize that and you, you make them and you correct them. So mistakes are part of growing. They're part of change. They're part of living in a physical realm. So sometimes when we shift consciousness or or we change, um, people around us, they don't like to see this change. And they may not support you as, as you grow beyond this realm, okay? Or this 3D realm. So Holding on to the unchangeable past is is one of the things that's 3D. And it serves no purpose in creating a better day. So if you look at something from your past and you deal with it and you let it go, why dwell on it? So, you know, somebody may know you. Like this person I met like 30-some years later, um, he kind of judged me in a way that well, it was the way he saw, saw me, but I was very good at sports. I was, you know, 
actually pretty, you know, nobody could touch me in sports in school. But people saw me in a certain way. And when I went to another school, I decided I wasn't going to participate in sports. But this person, he formulated his whole life and became something that he wasn't because in his own way he was still competing with me. I know it sounds very strange, but... And then he saw me as having changed, and I was more within myself. And he goes, you're not who you used to be. Your hair doesn't look the way you used to be. You know, like he saw me as this idealized, maybe, you know, we do that to some people in our past. And I didn't, you know, like, it wasn't as if I had changed that much, but the way he saw me was something different. Okay? And he couldn't deal with it. So, you know, you may find people do that. And it's not, you know, you, you just have to say, hey, you know, people change. Or, you know, I, I'm not like 10 years old anymore. Or 14 years old anymore or whatever, okay? So, number, let me see. I keep getting the number seven for some reason, okay? Today, I keep seeing sevens everywhere. And today's the 17th. It's a lucky number, too. And the 8-8s eight of 2016, that's a really, you know, that was when the, this, you know, the Lionsgate was opening this year. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going off topic here. But, you know, I see numbers, and they have significance to me. Somebody else may, you know, think, like, what the hell are you talking about? So I'm just, I'm just telling I'm seeing these sevens today. And 17 is, is the number. But I keep seeing a lot of 8s, too. So 1 and 7 is 8. And, you know, my birthday is 16, my, the date of my birthday. And, you know, all these um, numbers were adding up to 8s, that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm just seeing that right now. So it's drawing attention to something to me right at the moment, Okay. And it's important. You know, we're talking about um, how people direct and, and look at you from the outside. Well, how do you direct yourself within yourself? Okay? That's, you know, when you look at that sideways infinity sign, you know, there's two sections. There's the inside and the outside, right? I just, this is what's coming to me right now. So we can be our own worst critic. So that inner critic can be worse than anybody around you. So I know some people harp on their shortcomings, okay? And what you need the courage to do or be right now is to be yourself. The value is who you really are and not who you aren't, okay? And, and when I worked in, you know, psychiatry, I used to get people to write down all these negative mind thoughts that they had. Because until you're aware of them, how can you replace them or see it in a positive way? Look at the, the positive things within you. So if you have people outside of you, you know, starting with your family, um, always directing um, things at the flaws they see in you, you may get the voice within you that's, you know, focused on the, 
negative things that they saw, right? And you keep doing it. You know, it's like your own worst enemy. So it's about being different. You know, um, looking at yourself in a different way. You know, we're our own person, our own being. You're not like anybody else. There will be people that are never as good as you in certain things, okay? You're like a snowflake. You're like a, you know, a thumbprint or a fingerprint. So you're different. And you're meant to be different. We're all meant to be different. Like some people don't understand me, and that's okay because I'm, I was created to be a certain way, and I'm here for a certain purpose, And but I'm not talking about that today. But you are also, and you're here to express who you are because in a 3D physical world that is shifting, we're here to express ourselves, to be who we really are, Okay. So this is part of, you, you may have to go through a grief process, and some people do. You have to go through denial and, and different aspects of yourself and to release that and to accept positive things about yourself even. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a whole process, but when your upper heart opens up and you put yourself in higher frequency and you're around nature and that sort of thing, and you're living in the moment, you see that part of yourself, okay? And and you won't have that inner critic anymore. That's part of 3D reality. And you won't have, you know, the anxiety. You know, some people have anxiety attacks and they don't know where it's coming from. It's your higher self to get a hold of you and say, hey, you know, this, this is not who you really are. You're a light being, um, an eternal being, and you're here to learn. So... You know, listen to that. Listen to that. And think of things when you wake up in the morning because when we're opening ourselves up to this, you know, um, our subconscious is repressing things, certain things, because, you know, maybe you don't want to deal with it. It's gonna, You think it's going to take too much energy or it may bring back certain thoughts or whatever you know, it's important that you do think of it. So when you wake up in the morning and you you don't have all those thoughts running through your head and you're still kind of half groggy and half ungroggy, um, think about things that are going well in your life. You know, people always say to me, like, you know, this and this and that, and I go, my life's great. I have nothing to complain about. Believe me, if I had something to complain about, you'd hear about it, okay? But um, a lot of people can't think about what are positive in their life because they're, they're so negative, okay? And, and another thing, when you go to sleep at night, think about all the things that you appreciate and the, the things that you've done for people and the goodness within your life. So... Don't let that inner critic, you know, your critic needs to go sit in the corner for a while. It can't be there at bedtime or when you wake up in the morning, okay? Say, hey, this is this is the time for uh, inner work. I mean, you don't have to do much of it. That's a start. So when people, dreams, and you have things that you want to do, and there's always going to be people around you that, 
try to undermine you and criticize you. And then, you know, they don't want to look at the good parts of you because it makes them feel shitty about themselves. Okay, basically that's what it is. So remember, they're focusing on their negative stuff when they're saying stuff to you. It's it's their stuff, not your stuff. But they're trying to dump their doubts and their stuff on you. Okay? So the first step is, you know, when people do that, say, hey, even in your mind, or write it down, or whatever. That's their crap, not my crap, okay? So, and then you have your own inner critic say, hey, this is maybe my ego. You can look at the ego as being like a little child within you, or whatever you want, however you want to see it, and say, hey, you you got to go sit in the corner for a while because you're not behaving yourself. <laughs> whatever way works, okay? Or just say, be really kind, and say, Here, here's a toy and go play for a while. So it's, it's all about being positive. It's all about seeing the positive within you and not focusing on negative stuff. So I guess you've got to look at stuff and be your own best friend and say, hey, I'm not going to do this to myself or allow other people to do them, you know, do it. So how do you protect yourself from from people that are, you know, doing this, okay? So you've got to ask yourself, you know, part of it is not being around people like that, like I said. And then once you get a little stronger and you have to be around people, like at your job and sort of stuff like that. I, I, I had it happen to me when I was at work, people that were kind of... Um, testing boundaries and it wasn't a young person either but they were doing things and I had to take a lot more responsibility because they were doing it and I set limits with this person I you know I finally had to do that so it's important that you look at the solutions to you know and a lot of people have a pity party but they want you to join their pity party and put that energy onto you so, you know, you may want to be the nice person that listens and is compassionate and all that, but you don't want to get sucked into the drama too, okay? Okay. So what are you going to do? If you're, It's impossible to distance yourself. One of the things you can ask them is to ask this negative person how they intend to fix the problem they're complaining about. You know, don't offer a solution help them look at what they can do to do it because they're putting it on you. You want to kind of put it back on them, okay? Because it is their stuff. Anyway, it may get them to be more positive. And, you know, sometimes when people do this, you react and say, why don't you just shove off or something? It's not always good to react that way because it might get them going. Um so it's not to react with your ego, okay? Um, it's it's to think from the heart. Now, some people say you have to use your logical mind. No, it's it's to use your mind along with your heart. And sometimes, you know, when you open up to your intuitive, your intuitive 
can take over and open up with the heart, right, and have the answer. So you don't want to react in in that way. So when you have somebody that's really negative, don't respond by throwing insults back at them, okay? So they want us to, (laughs) they want you to do that. And you don't want to lower yourself to that level. Anyway, so and you say, you know, basically you can say to the person, you know, what are your solutions? And if they start directing it back at you, just say, you know, like I, I, I don't want to get involved with this. This, this is your issue, and you know, you, you've got you've got to take some time and go think about it. Um, the other thing you could do is try to put a lighter topic of discussion. A friend of mine, it's, he's really funny. He goes, oh, how are the Blue Jays? You know, he, he, he starts talking about the weather or something like that. Um, and he, it kind of breaks the ice, makes people laugh. So people can be very toxic. And they can be very toxic towards themselves. And I, I know people like that, but I've actually learned from them. So I, I don't judge them. But I try to redirect things back to them, right? So if you find yourself in a conversation and the person's stuck on a topic that's actually making you feel down or they feel like they're sucking energy from them, um, try to, you know, like I, I had somebody talk about some really negative stuff and I said, well, they can't have all been negative. Like what? things do you remember that were fun when you were a certain age and they were thinking well I don't really remember and I said well what about an animal or you know a friend that you had when you were little and they started to focus on that okay so maybe mutual friends this this one guy I know he really focuses on some stuff and then I'll interject something about this friend that we have and then it'll get him off the topic a little bit so, you know, there's just many things that you can do, but it's important that if you're shifting the way you're seeing things, people are going to, you know, don't want, won't want you to change, and they'll try to do the antics to drag you back into the drama, okay? But, you know, so somebody's talking about a lot of their problems or their perceived problems, but you want to direct it back at them for them to have solutions. But if that is if they want to solve it or if they're just doing it to be drama drama queens or kings to actually suck you in to get your energy. So so zero in on the problems, you know, and don't let them drag you in. So fixating on how stressful and how difficult they are only will make you suffer, okay? Just realize that what they're doing. This person I had that used to call me all the time and complain about everybody, I would say, you know, like, how do you change? How are you going to change this? What can you do in your life? I've done this to help things. And now he doesn't call me and talk about all these negative things anymore. So some people just don't know how to do it, okay? Anyway, you've got to maintain that detachment from these people, too. You can't be sucked into it. Um it's, like I said before, it's not. Uh, you don't allow them to put their perceived 
adequacies on you, okay? You've got to keep your emotional health and happiness together, too. And, you know, we can't just go, well, we can if we want to live like the hermit. Um, and Anyway, it's about valuing yourself and believing in yourself. And, you know, seeing that people and how they work. They work externally. They blame people on the outside and events, but they don't have, they don't look at the external, I mean the internal, sorry. They're externally focused. So, you know, if you can get somebody to look at that part of themselves within, if if they want to do that. But anyway, um, when emotionally strong people feel good about themselves, you know, people see that. And they may try to bring you down. They may be spiteful because they don't like, you know, I had somebody the other day, and I know she was angry at, um, you know, what I've been doing and stuff because it may seem like something exciting and all that other stuff, but she was like saying, well, you've got to have had tampered with your photos um, because you, you look too good. What does that have to do with anything to do with negative stuff? And, you know, it, it really doesn't. And I don't tamper with my pictures, but you know, some people see somebody as functioning in a positive way, but they've done a lot of work. You know, we've done a lot of work, um, and and you have to let go of that desire to change people's negative tendencies. You know, it, it, but let them know it's it's their stuff, not your stuff, and you don't ha- you, you don't have the solution. Okay. They need to go to pay for a therapist. <laughs> you don't have to say that, but I'm just saying, okay? So don't be taken in by these people, you know, manipulators. Some are emotional blackmailers, you know? So you just got to stand up to them and to their behavior. So, you know, if there's people that you love in your life and you're hoping they're going to change, it, it it's not going to change. People, people only change if they want to or have motivation to do it, okay? So don't expect people to change. You can only change yourself and the way you think about other people and things around you. And I I know like nine-tenths of the people in the world want to change everything because they want everybody to be a carbon copy of them, but we're not. Like I said, we're individuals. We're like snowflakes, okay? And we have to appreciate that individuality within us okay, and with other people. But some people may be depressed. You know, I have I have friends that, you know, have been depressed, and I look at that as being an understanding of what they're dealing with. All you can do is just be there for people, okay? So, it, but, you know, oftentimes we have to work with negative people. You need time then to rest and recuperate. I know people that are working in the people field, they they need to go home and rest and have a lot of rest, right? Um, and it's important to take that time for yourself, okay? Um, maybe you, you have somebody you can share with and speak about what people have done, you know, 
and you know they're not going to say anything back to this person or you know sometimes it's good to bounce it off other people or to write something down your thoughts and feelings in a journal so you know people agonize over these things and take things personally and it's really important that we don't and that you don't allow these people to drive you crazy and bring you down to their level of thinking okay so you can't control what other people do and it's it, it's hard to admit it you know that we have you know to be within ourselves to that think that we're negative okay it's important to not let these people control you and it's important that to look at our own negativity within us you know our people should look at that okay so it's important to work on both levels and to do that work so you know a lot of people you know I write on Facebook and stuff and talk about different topics and we, we've got to start somewhere because in 3D consciousness, the way we think and feel, it shifts, okay? And I, I just want to mention that if anybody wants to call in, the line here is um, area code 646-200-4169 and press 1 if you want to go through to the queue. And I see that somebody's called in, area code 561. Hello. Diane speaking. Hello. Hi, Diane. Hi, Diane. Hi. This is Lena. Who am I speaking to? Lena. Hi, hi, Dina. Do you have a question? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's funny going over the topic today because I am working in a, with a lady that owns a company, and she is just very negative, antagonistic, very critical of me. And meanwhile, I run her whole business, and she's gone six weeks at a time. Um, uh-huh. So I am, I am just at my wits end. I am starting to look for another job because the job... Can I ask you a question? You say she's gone for six weeks at a time. Do you you run the business for her then? Yes, I do. Is that what you do? Yeah. So next time she starts to be critical of you, I said, well, you must think that I'm not so bad because I'm running a business for you while you're gone. Oh, I've said that to her once before, and it, it was holy hell when I said that to her. It backfired, she turned around. It? it backfired on me, yeah. Now she starts okay. calling me her So this sister. person feels threatened by you? Mm-hmm. Because they don't feel that... So what you've got to kind of do, just say, you know, I'm here to do a job, and I don't need this critical energy mm-hmm. you're directing at me. You know, she doesn't like it, yeah. I've I'm sure she You've said that to her too? I said that to her a few weeks ago. I pretty much was going to quit and then that what did day. She say which, that? Maybe we should just part and then she got scared and then she backed down and got real quiet. So, I mean, I'm just, you know, the job, first of all, the job doesn't even pay me enough money for what the amount of quality work I'm doing and I'm driving too far and it's just not really where I sh- I've done everything I could for her. I've, I've advanced her business. I've made a lot, a lot of things much more efficient for her. So she, anybody could really come in here and take over my job very easily. The only hard part is putting up with her. That's the hard yeah, part. Too bad you couldn't have got a consulting fee and ha- got a flat fee and said, here, you know, I've done this and this and this, and I think I'm worth that. And 
Thank you very much. And hasta no, she no, she won't do that. She's very um, cheap, and she just doesn't want. She thinks the job is only part time. Meanwhile, it's really a full time job that I do in three days. And I oh, constantly okay. push myself. That's why I get the job done in three days. But I don't know who too many people are going to do that for her. Yeah. Well, you know, I, so I've I kind just, of been there. I used to, mm-hmm. you know, like do a lot of different things, and I would, I could, you know, get things done really quickly. But the thing is, yeah, looking at the situation, you probably could start your own business. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know I can. I've thought about it many times about going into companies and helping them organize and get efficient, and I have thought about that business. It's just a matter of getting there because I can't be without income. You know what I mean? It's just a... Um, I'm going to make a suggestion to Mm -hmm. you, but um, it's totally... I don't know why this is coming in my head, but, you know, the organization MAC Cosmetics? Mm Mm-hmm. I think they're... I'm feeling that they're looking for somebody like you. Mac Cosmetics. Where are they located? Well, they've got areas. You'll have to Google it, but they have areas mm-hmm. in, in the states. But it's it's a company that started in Toronto, Canada. But they want people like you. Mm-hmm. But it just oh, yeah, popped in my head. I, I very. Yes, I mean, I every place I've ever gone. This, always happens to me. I walk into a mess, I organize it, I prove myself, and then I move on. It just seems like a pattern with me. So, you know, I know that there's well, definitely a reason why. you want to continue in this pattern. No, I don't. I don't want to keep making people rich and efficient, get aggravated and quit. You know, that's like a, it seems like a never-ending well, battle with these people that hire me. I'm going to say something kind of funny, but it's, it, it, it can relate to you a little bit. I would, this is a while back, I would get into relationships that were most people would find very difficult. And then I would, I, it wasn't that I changed the person, but the way I responded to them was sort of like, um, and then, you know, I would get to the point and say, well, you know, this is relationships over with. And then they would go and, and they would completely change and become the most wonderful person in the world mm-hmm. after I had the relationship with <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I, yes, I went I on and then I moved on. It was like I was like... You're always, there for a reason. My healing energy fixes people. Yeah. And I always but, you know, get in this situation where I work for difficult bosses. And then, like you said, I do my magic and I leave. So, And they always try and get me back. I mean, it's not easy for me to leave these people because they know that yeah. I'm good, especially when I leave. They're calling me back. I can't tell you how many times this well, has happened to me. Yeah, I know people that like you that leave a job and they have to hire three people to do the job yeah. that one person did in three days. Yep. And they're like, it would have been better if I had actually paid this person <laughs> Mm-hmm. The, the the wages of three people to keep them. Yeah. Then to, yeah, but this is her lesson. This is yeah. her lesson. You know. But you could um, you could um, identify with what I was saying. I mm-hmm. I had no, you know, like in in fifth dimensional consciousness. When I do this show, I speak about what 
I feel that somebody's listening needs to know. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you've got to look at that part of yourself, I guess. Yes, I am. You know, yeah, definitely. Why you keep going to places and doing that. You've got to go to a place that appreciates somebody like you. Not somebody you that you need to, not a place that you need to go to that totally you have to revamp everything. You need to go to a place where you can use your creative ability to create something even more miraculous because you have that within you. Yeah, I do. Yeah. So. And I forgot about, so, I mean, there was a value for this job because I forgot about how good I was, and I think this job really brought that part of me back to myself because I had lost it because I was out of work for so long and I've lost that, lost my identity. So this job really was very valuable for me. Well, I have a friend that's so negative and everybody says, why do you keep talking to this person? Um, I guess because it allows you to look at that and see it. Okay? So now that you've... um, looked at that part of yourself and feel and have reattached yourself to that part of you that can do miracles and create, you know, and and organize and do all that sort of thing, you know, you need to go somewhere where you're going to be able to even go even higher. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've run, like, I've, run, I've, run, and I've done this several times when businesses and um, I'm, high, I'm so underpaid right now. It's not even funny. It's, to me, it's an insult, very insulting. Yeah. For what well, she's you know paying what you me. can do to this person, or say to this person, and when you you write it all down, go back and mm-hmm. to listen to some of the stuff I said to to help you be able to do it. Um, when you go to bed at night. Think about all the things you appreciate, okay? And when you wake up in the morning, you know, look at the things that that you can do that day that are positive. Focus on the positive. Mm-hmm. And don't yeah. go to bed thinking about all this stuff, okay? No. I'm just, because you need to have, to be able to manifest something totally different. Yeah, I do. But and what I you have, could do I've, with her is say, I you know, had, I really, mm-hmm. pardon me? I, go ahead. I'll tell you after you're done. Well, I just said that, you know, you need to look at all the good things you've done at that place. Write them yes. all out. And then mm-hmm. just say, you know, I've done this, this, and this. And I really am being underpaid. And I think I deserve a lot more than this. So I really think I need to move on. And it may yeah, not. I have to have may, a job before I do that. I know you have to have a job. But mm-hmm. I'm saying after you've you've done all of your groundwork, you have you have to start looking for something different. But also, you need to go somewhere where you're going to be appreciated. Mhm. Oh, I've never been appreciated here. She just has this attitude, like you know, I I'm subservient to her. Like she has it all because wrong. Because she has a low self-esteem, believe it or not. Yeah, she does. Anybody that self. has a high self-esteem doesn't put other people down. No. Okay. 
No, what she said to me two weeks ago, I don't know. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said what she said to me two weeks ago, I was on the verge of, I even said to her, you know what, maybe we should just part right now. What you're saying to me, it's highly insulting. And I've been working since I'm 15 years old. And I just, you know, I mean, she thinks like she's the only, she doesn't realize I've turned down three positions already. I have had a few job offers that came my way. But nothing didn't seem right for me to leave. You know what I mean? I want to go for something that I'm really okay, so going to be like excited. Like you said, even though this is negative, you're learning mm-hmm. something from it. So don't look at it in a negative way in that way. You just no. got to kind of detach yourself and say, you know, but I'm not learning anything more from it now. And I really no, need no. something that I can, a company that's going to appreciate me a company that will allow me to grow and you you've got to go out and you know like like I said before you go to bed look at all the positive things about yourself write them down and then go out and look for a job that you know that deserves you and you deserve right oh yeah definitely yeah cuz I can't go I can't last I can't do this for another 5 6 months no way I am just, I'm not making, I can't survive on what she's paying me. I cannot survive. Well, you know, then maybe you can't afford not to, you know, you're thinking, well, I I don't have a job somewhere else, but, you know, do it as soon as possible. Yeah, I have to because I have to get some place to live that's better than where I'm at now, and I can't do it on what she's paying me that I can't even have a place to sleep at night because she's not paying me enough money to live. Okay, that's not good. No, it's not good. And then I basically have told her that I can't survive on what she's paying me, and she didn't seem to really care, to be honest. Well, she was like, well, this is all your part-time job. not living from the heart, you know? No. Uh, I'm just looking at your energies. You've got some blockages, so... Is it okay if I clear them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. And this might help you be able to... Yeah. I'm not, you know, giving you any energy. I'm just clearing what you've already got mm-hmm. there. So, and then, you know, um, seeing yourself manifesting is part of it is actually feeling the emotion of being somewhere where you appreciate it so when you go to bed at night <clears throat> lay there and or you know in a quiet spot you can do it any time of the day um picture yourself at a job where you're appreciated and all the things that are happening that they say to you that makes you feel appreciated and mm-hmm. you can actually manifest yourself into a job mm-hmm and it, but oh, the thing is, you know, you've got to do the work too to, to you know, apply to, to different places. And mm-hmm. I just kept seeing Mac for some reason. Wow, I have to look that up online to see if there's any of them around here. And it's a cosmetic company. And I know they have they're in. The, I mean, I know they're in the the malls here. But I'm not talking so. about putting makeup on people. I'm saying mm-hmm. actually being behind the scenes in the, in a company. That is innovative and is is changing mm-hmm. and, and needs people like you. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I need to. I need to be in a place where I can be utilized and move up and have lots of growth. Because I, I get very bored very easily. Once I've accomplished what I have, I am ready to move uh-huh. on. So I don't know if that's good or bad. Because that's why I never stay at jobs long. Because I just, I get bored. Well, so you need something where you can grow too. You know, like yeah. a job where you can climb in the company. That's probably what you know you need to, yeah. be, to be able I to do. I always go in small companies that there is no growth, and then you know you're it, and then you know where well, I'm not going to take my boss's job. She only, although she talks about her taking me taking all <sighs> the business, but I'm just not. I don't see that happen. I mean, straight. No, you need I think to go to a bigger ready. place. No. Yeah. No, I don't have the money to buy any company out, and I don't think I'm not a real. I don't have license like she has, so I don't. I mean, I would do some work for other companies. You know, I was uh-huh. hoping maybe I could pick up another part-time job or something that could bridge me over until I could find something that's better. But I haven't seen anything like that either. Um, okay, well, write yourself a plan. Mm-hmm. And and look at it and manifest it, you know. Think about it, and then ask. I don't know if you pray. Do you pray at all? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, ask to have like uh, situations or things unfold that opportunities, and that you be aware of them. Like like you said, to to bridge from one thing to the next. Like maybe have a part time job and then. You at least have something when you, if you say to her later on when she gets to be too much, you can't deal with it, and to be able mm-hmm. to go on to something else. But you got to look at that part of yourself. That what do you need? You know, there's part of you that wants to to do something and then go on to something else. What type of company can you work in that allows you to do that? You know. I don't know. I mean, I'm never going to so, get stability if I keep doing this. No, you need to go somewhere where you can, you know, stay. So, you know, I'm just allowing you to be able to look at your own situation. Like, I can't solve your, I can mm-hmm. give you suggestions and stuff like that, but really you are the one that mm-hmm. has to look at that part of yourself and, you know, see yourself as somebody that's worthwhile and, and you do, it sounds like. And so, you know, you don't stay there. You know, you oh, can't no. stay there. I can't. I'm not saying to quit tomorrow it. or anything, but, you, no. yeah, just to stay there and no. to, it's going to be, it, it won't be good for you. No, it's not good for me now. I mean, you can't even survive on what you're, you know, earning. Just, it's time to go. Mm-hmm. Have you ever called in before? Oh, years oh. ago, long time ago. Yeah, you, you sound familiar to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah, I would suggest, you know, like to go back and listen to what I've said in the show. And, you know, you may have to sit down and write out exactly what you want. Yeah, I'm a listener. That's, I have no Part problem with writing list. It won't be hard for you to do that. And, no. You know, write in what you want a job that allows you to grow and allows you to be creative and that you don't have to leave every, you know, year or whatever. 
that you can actually. So you've got to go look at companies that do that, and what's nearby and, you know, what allows you to do that. It has to be some place that's creative. That's probably why the Mac thing came to me. Well, I mean, the economy has been so bad here in South Florida, and that doesn't help me look for good work. I don't know. Maybe next year change, but right now it's pretty pretty much it has not greatly improved here in Florida. Yeah, we're still well, struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so it's, continue to listen. I think there's somebody else that's just called in. Okay. Okay. So, All right. Thank um, you. Th- thanks for calling in, and okay, you know bye-bye. it's not an easy thing to go through. No, you can stay unless you want. one. <laughs> Okay. Um, area code uh, 630. Hello, Hi. Diane. Hi. Um, hi, this is Mia. How are you, Diane? I'm not too bad. So what's up, Mia? Uh, well, I'm looking for a job. Um, I've been to several interviews, and I haven't got an offer. Um, and I've been filling out more applications, and I haven't heard for any more interviews. I'd like okay. to know um, when is the job coming? Okay, so what field are you in? I'm in nursing. Are you in nursing? Yes. Yeah, I used to be in nursing. Um, are you, have you specialized at all? No, no. I'm getting that you may have to go back and specialize. Oh. Um, go back to school and, and well, take some courses. And, I. But that. I don't. You know, like. I don't know. I see I mean, you getting a job, but I see that you're going to be specializing in some type of intensive care or something. Oh, okay. Well, I just like to get some type of entry level right now. I I know, I know. But um, how would I specialize without um, any without even setting foot in the door or even getting my first job? Well, it's gonna it's gonna happen. You may um, you know when you first start when I started out. when I first started working, I, I got a casual job because the economy was kind of, you know, crappy at the time. There was a recession. Mm-hmm. And then, then it, mm-hmm. you know, even working casual kind of gets your foot in the door. And then I applied for some other place and I got a full-time job. And then, um, you know, they they will train you. Yeah. Well, I um, I have an interview to volunteer coming up. So I will be volunteering. You mean, uh, but not as a nurse, right? I don't think you can volunteer um, as a nurse in um, a hospital. I'm not, maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, at the hospital because um, I have my license. I told them I would be yeah. interested in um, working with um, directly with the patients. Yeah. Well, you know. It it can be a good experience, but you don't want to limit yourself to be able to go to interviews and stuff like that either, right? Oh yeah, so, I'll let yeah I'll let I'll let them know yeah. that I will be available during my interview day. Mm-hmm. So, but I'll commit to the volunteer applying. 
and even if it's a casual job and it's not a full-time job i mean if a full you you get offered a casual and a full-time job take the full-time job but take whatever job you can get it's it's getting mm-hmm. your foot in the door right yeah it's just getting my foot in the door right now but i've i've been there it's 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 just being patient and and knowing and then you know seeing yourself as like what what I was talking with Tina um you know seeing yourself actually having that job seeing yourself working as a nurse take time every day mm-hmm. to actually picture yourself in that job and and be positive like go back after the show and listen to what I say about you know like dealing with and and manifesting but keeping yourself positive too right yeah, yeah, that's the um, yeah I do. But I do see you yeah, getting a problem. job, but it it might not be for a while yet. And mm-hmm. it's frustrating, I know. You know what? A lot of things happen. I I see you know like after people have summer vacation and they go and they're upgrading and they're doing things. There may be some things come available, but right now it's 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 kind of a rough time, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people. I don't know about the U.S., but in Canada, nurses are working till they're like seventy-two. Yeah, here too. They they work um, because um, the nurses have energy to work. Yeah, but they keep working, so people don't retire as early as they used to before, right? Yeah. And it's it's better than just staying home working. <laughs> yeah. So right now it's it's not easy for people that are just starting out. And when I was doing nursing, when I first started, it was the same thing. They just have different times that, you know, things aren't that easy to, especially in Canada right now for teaching. You know, I know people that have gone and gotten degrees and can't get a job. So the thing is to, are you, are you able to, to be mobile, to go somewhere else to work. I I did. I drove six hours for an interview, um, and that didn't work out. No. But say somebody offered you a job and, and it was far away, would you go? I would, but it hasn't come up yet like that. I, yeah, I would pack I up my things and go go since yesterday. Okay. So the thing is to be very positive and to focus the, on the fact that you're going to get a job. Yeah. Don't focus on the negative part. Yeah. And you, you can create that for yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm a pretty positive person. I mean, I I, I may have bills tied up, and I don't cry about it. I just ignore them mm-hmm. for now. But student loans, if they call, and stuff like I just that, they, I just tell them I don't have a make job. They can't pay them until you actually get a job, right? Mhm. Yeah, that's that's what I tell them. I just said I'm sorry, I can't pay you right now. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, I'm yeah, really so polite you. about the bills and everything too. Um, yeah. I don't even worry about any of that. Well, I I I I see you getting a job, but just right now, you know, it's just. Hanging in there. Why don't you call into the show sometime and let me know how things are going? 
Mm, yes. So do you see a time? You mean like a, a certain date and stuff like that? I, I don't do those things, okay? I don't oh, look at like Yeah, how far days. in advance? That, that's not what the show's about. It's about expanding consciousness and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are people that do that, but I'm, I'm not one of them. You know, it's it's not the format for the show. But I, I do see you getting a job, but I, I, I don't look, I can't see a date or things like that. But, mm-hmm. you know, you can call a psychic or whatever, the people that do that. And, you know, but I think that you should um, see it within yourself and focus on that. And, and you know, you're trained and you have the qualifications. It's just, you know, like looking and seeing the... More what I see is that you looking in places where you didn't expect a job to be. Like, you, you might have... Do you ever go to the hospitals and look at postings and stuff like that? Mm, Are you there? I, I look at... The, yeah, I... No, I don't go to the hospital and look at the postings because they're posted online at their company's website. Okay, they don't post them on... They usually... Unions have... They have to post jobs. Mm-hmm, I don't yeah. know if they do that. I, I States, go to each, Canada, I go they to have each to post hospitals. Yeah, I go to um, each And some of the jobs, website. they don't post on websites. The junior nursing jobs, they don't post on the websites. So you actually... Oh, that, that I, I make phone calls. I make phone calls to the hospital. Are you oh, high, hiring entry level? Um, well, I think you're doing everything. I run into that. You know, and, like, what I was saying... You know, you're doing everything. That's all you can do is do mm-hmm. everything you can do to, yeah. to get a job. I call H. I call HR. I call the recruiter. I, I mean, I send letters, emails. I think things will get easier in the fall for you. It's just a really yeah. not in. You're not hire. They don't usually hire too much at this time of the year because people are at holidays and stuff like that. Anyway, I should go, but um, all right. Yeah, just uh-huh. well, it's keep, good talking to you. And, Thank you, Diane. Okay. Take care. Yeah, it's just you know, manifesting in a in a physical realm takes work, and you know it's not easy for people. Um, but it's it's um important that we be as positive as as possible, and you know, not allow ourselves to get down about things. And, and you know, getting a reading from a psychic isn't always the answer either, okay? But basically what I was trying to say in, in the show up to now is um, being positive is, is really important. Okay, so now I want to talk about the lunar eclipse in Aquarius, a shift in how we apply ourselves collectively. You know, we're we're shifting like what I what I was I've been talking about on the shows. And the last one I did was July sixth. But um we're shifting into a collective consciousness of uh you know, uh cosmic connectiveness, okay? And this lunar eclipse in Aquarius, we're shifting from 
you know, the, the Pisces age into the age of, um, I'm just going to go back and check something for a minute. Um, out there. Getting back to what I was saying again. We're go- we're going we're we're going into um, the cosmic consciousness of togetherness, and that's what the Aquarian age is about. And some people call it the golden age. You know, there's different things. But there there's this article written by Collective Evolution called "Lunar Eclipse in Aquarius: A Shift in How We Apply Ourselves Collectively," or by Carmen Delucio, August seventeenth, two thousand and sixteen. So this is fairly new. And it's, we're talking about a full moon lunar eclipse in Aquarius on August the 18th. So this one has to do with um, the pre-numbra uh, lunar eclipse when the moon is just outside of the Earth's shadow, the umbra. So the, the pre-numbral eclipse can either be very subtle, dimming, or not visibly perceived at all, depending on how close it is to the shadow. So, you know... It, it's it's not a total eclipse, okay? And it's barely considered an eclipse will not be noticeable anywhere in the world. So this is the beginning of the eclipse season, which is a time. So basically, you know, people have asked, well, when's the age of Aquarius happening? Well, there's always an overlap, right? And we went through a time where this overlap is really kind of coming to fruition now. So this is the beginning of this eclipse season, but it's also the really more of a demarcation in the age of Aquarius. So our lives go through a change, endings or new beginnings, depending on how the eclipses are affecting each individual. These these changes may start to occur in about three to eight weeks, leading up to also a three to six months following. So it's a new beginning. It's a new awakening period for humanity. This is the first of two back-to-back lunar eclipses, with the next being another prenumbral eclipse in Pisces on September the 16th to 17th, which will be visible to some parts of the world. And we also have a solar eclipse in Virgo coming in September 1st. So it's like a sandwich, you know, like we've got, you know, two pieces of bread and then, you know, the the piece of meat in the center, which is just a solar eclipse. And the solar, this solar eclipse is, go, is in Virgo, and it's going to be really potent. These are Virgo, a lot of Virgo energy lately. Anyway, she's, she has different articles, she said. So the lunar eclipse in Aquarius opposite the sun and Leo. So this is balancing energy. You know, we're going through a time where we are going from one type of consciousness into the other and we're in the overlap period right now so this is a really overlap lunar eclipse okay so this is the beginning of a series of eclipses in aquarius leo axis over the next few years so leo is really positive energy and uh, aquarius is very positive energy too um, like a regular full moon, this is a time when we feel torn between both polarities and need to learn to integrate them. So, like I was saying, you know, this is kind of an overlap, an integration time. So this eclipse is happening in Aquarius. The north node is closer to the Leo polarity and will be moved to the sign 
in May 2017. This emphasizes the need for us to integrate Leo energies more so over the next coming years. So Aquarius is about friends, groups, and the collective. You know, I was talking about being around negative people. It's also about balancing that, being around really positive people. You know, learning from the negativity, but also learning from the positivity that we have around us. We can't always be away from people that are negative. And I would say for a lot of people, a lot of this negative energy is coming up because they're clearing karma. You know, sometimes we go through periods of time when we're not working, and so it shouldn't be a negative thing that we're not working. If it's not happening, it means it's a time to go within. You know, um, and if if negative things are happening around us, maybe it's a way of getting beyond something. You know, like Dina was saying, that she keeps putting herself in the same situations, in jobs and then moving on, but never really, you know, getting something that's the best thing for her. So it's it's we get caught in these ruts, okay? It's seeing beyond these ruts. So Aquarius is associated with a progression of knowledge with the future in mind. It is the astrological realm of science and technology. So we're really going through a lot of changes in technology. And it's about how we think and we feel about these changes, okay? And Leo is about the individual expression. So the Aquarian is about the collective and to work with technology and science. But the Leo is about the individual expression, coming from the heart. So I was talking at the beginning of the show of being our true selves. You know, how many people go through life not being their true selves or expressing their true being? You know, maybe you're doing a job that doesn't allow you to express your true self, and it's important that you learn and you see and you release this karmic stuff so you begin to do that. Maybe you're not working right now because you're you're supposed to be seeing that about yourself. If you were at a job right now, maybe you wouldn't be able to listen to the show and to be able to learn from it. There's a whole bunch of different things. There's reasons why things happen. And it may not seem fair, but maybe you put that out there that made a deal before you came here to, and that was part of your learning curve, okay? So it's important that you stay positive and express yourself and be your true self and then elevate your consciousness, meditate, go out in nature and that sort of thing. And things will unfold and come to you because, you know, I've seen it happen. So Leo is about the individual expression, self-expression coming from the heart. It is the fun energy associated with creating, performing, playing, and loving Shining out what we enjoy doing and whatever it may be, and this is what this sign calls for. So, got a lot of changes for a lot of people. Enjoying that individuality about yourself and, and having fun, but also being part of that collective that is changing and shifting consciousness. So, Aquarian is group energy, Leo is self orientated. Um, also, what I wanted to mention to people that were listening and have called in. Um, focusing way too much about ourselves in an egocentric way can um, cause us not to focus on the group harmony too, right? So we may have to learn about group harmony. There may be a reason 
why we're put in these situations to be able to shift consciousness, okay? So if we're too group-orientated, though, and we emphasize intellect and technology and all that stuff, we lose touch with the heart. So it's about balance with these two things. And I think that's what a lot of humanity is learning now. You know, I've talked about Uranus a few times, but in aspect with the eclipse, Mercury going retrograde, that is also happening soon too. You know, Uranus, a, a modern sub-ruler of Aquarius, so it, it, they go in tandem together, okay? We'll be in harmonious, uh, harmonious aspects with this eclipse. So there's some type of uh, balance going on. It can bring breakthroughs and innovation. And it can be breakthroughs within yourself and with jobs. You know, we can get caught in ruts where we keep repeating patterns. And now it's time to go beyond those patterns. And it's a time of advancement. So a lot of people may find that they totally change what they're doing. Job-wise, relationship-wise, all those sorts of things. It can even mean a move. So Uranus can be both exciting, unpredictable, and rebellious. And for some people, it can bring some sort of liberal or freedom from the situation that's been suppressing them. So that would apply to Dina, okay? So go back and listen to this, and uh, it may open something up for you. So Mercury is going retrograde in Virgo from August the 30th until September the 22nd. But, you know, there's like a shadow period each way. And I think the shadow period goes in the first week of October. So what I'm saying is these times kind of go longer than what they appear. And and this is starting just before the solar eclipse in the same sign, so um, in that Virgo. Though it hasn't officially started yet, certain developments or circumstances that occur from August 10th to 30th will play a role in what changes or adjustments we need to make during September and early October. So... No, I was saying to Mina, I think it was, that, you know, jobs and things are going to shift and the the job situation will change in September or October, okay? So since late last summer, the Virgo themes have kicked into high gear due to the Jupiter and the North Node and the first two solar eclipses in that sign and the need to be more efficient, organized, healthy, and adaptable been strongly highlighted since then. So depending on how we work with this energy, this upcoming Mercury retrograde is a great opportunity to recalibrate our minds. A lot of people think, you know, Mercury retrograde is, you know, when everything goes wrong with, you know, your computers and equipment. But it's also those things happen to make us aware and to go within ourselves. And this recalibration has to do with expanded consciousness, going into heart consciousness and connecting the mind. So, I have a blog. If you if you go uh, plug in my name, um, it's it's the, about the golden flower blog, and, and, and it kind of talks a little bit about that in there. And you'll be able to handle the challenges that have been thrown at us. So, we see things in a more knowing, detached way, and not, you know, react, and, you know, get mad and that sort of thing. So Saturn started moving forward on August 13th after being retrograde since late March. 
this is a plan out of responsibility, work, discipline, and commitment. You know, I've talked about it in the show, I think, in July and in June, too. I talked a little bit about this Saturn energy. And sometimes it's not always so positive, okay? But um, in combination with the upcoming solar eclipse in Virgo, we may find ourselves in a situation where we proceed in new ways in regards to our work and responsibilities. As mentioned above, the upcoming Mercury retrograde will give us a chance to get us into the frame of mind to fulfill any new commitments. So that means jobs and job changes. You know, it just happens to really show that because two people called in and talked about jobs. One talked about getting a job and the other one talked about seeing basically there's a pattern and they need to get out of it, okay? So I can see by that that this really is information that's pertaining to this. So it's about new ways, seeing things in a new way, changing things, okay? Anyway, so we're changing our frame of mind into like a balance between our inner guidance and um, also the collective consciousness, you know? So during the week following the eclipse, Mars is approaching Saturn after coming close in mid-April before it went retrograde. June until June the 29th. Mars and Saturn together can bring any help with any sort of focus, sort of assertion, especially in Sagittarian realms, which include education, publishing, teaching, traveling, and sharing wisdom and perspective. Neptune and square to this aspect can be helpful for spiritual endeavors and be for being for compassion, but can also manifest as confusing challenges or any sort of escapism or withdrawal can inhibit our uh, so the thing is to face what we need to head on, to not try to escape from it, to be able to uh, look at new innovative ways of seeing things and you know applying for jobs and seeing yourself as having that job is, is part of the process, right? You can look up any type of manifestation, but the thing is you have to feel the emotion of actually having that experience. Um, and 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 actually having an expectation, you know, of having, you know, or accepting. If you project something out, and you you know, you neg- have all this negative attitude, you know, you don't see yourself as getting a job. You're going to prevent yourself from getting the job. So the thing is to open yourself up to be able to receive. Okay. So things to ponder during this period. Uh, you know, I was talking about, you know, being around people and negative and not sacrificing the way you shine in your authentic self-expression. This all makes sense now why I was talking about what I was talking about at the beginning and the people that called in. Um, Just being yourself and fulfilling what you know is your heart's desire. Okay. What changes do you need to make in how you interact with groups, friends, or associates? Or do you need to make changes? Are are you open to accepting these changes or jobs or, you know, being grateful? Like I said, when you go to bed at night, be think about all the things you're grateful during the daytime. If you can't be grateful about what you receive, you may block receiving, okay? 
There's a, here's some examples they say about during this period. Consider what has occurred in the previous week to help determine the best course of action going forward. So be open to any breakthroughs and perhaps even sudden positive change of circumstances. These are really open, lucky times for me, and I am a template of what where humanity is going. And I connect to the collective consciousness. So if you're connected to the collective consciousness, things will really shift for you in this time period also, okay? So anyway, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, and um, let's just see what else we have here. Uh, See if anybody else has called in. Oh, somebody else actually has called in as soon as I said that. (laughs) Okay, area code 248. Hello, Diane speaking. Hi, Diane. It's Jennifer calling. How are you doing? I'm not too bad. You have something That's good. Like I've been enjoying Yeah, you know what? You're talking about people being unemployed, but seeing it as an opportunity. I've been unemployed since June, and I thought, oh, great, this is a great opportunity. I applied for a couple jobs, but I haven't been getting them. But when I don't get them, I think, well, you know what? The universe has something better in store for me. But what's been happening is I've been losing um, – motivation to do anything and it's not that I'm depressed it's just I you know I'm having trouble getting it together to you know maybe even do stuff around the house or even meditate which normally Mm -hmm. something I enjoy quite a bit so do you have any tips on getting the motivation together to do these things okay um now do negative thoughts come to your head when you're alone and no Okay. No. It's just basically you need the motivation. Mm-hmm. Like so what, what are things that normally make you motivated to begin with? See, it used to be money. And now that I don't really necessarily see the point of money because it's just energy, really. Um, you know, I'm, well, I'm having trouble. money, I guess. Uh, yeah, there is. You know, it keeps the roof over your head, that sort of thing. It's necessary, mm-hmm. um, but I don't. It's not like I'm. I fear it anymore. Like there used to be a fear of not having it, but now I no longer so because I know what you're, you're provided you're learning, for. You're expanding your consciousness. That's why you're you're not employed right now because that's the work you're doing. But mm-hmm. you're learning that now. You you ha- you be open mm-hmm. to doing something that will help you further that. Further my um, expanding of my consciousness? The way your your heartfelt thinking is happening. The fact that you told me that you're not focused on money anymore means that you're shifting your consciousness. Mm, Okay. So there's some work that you're doing. But I, I just don't notice that I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I, I what I feel like I'm doing is I'm sort of getting, and I'm not being negative, but I'm getting down on myself because I'm not, um, you know, doing this, doing that. Um, I've been mostly relaxing, hanging out with friends, neighbors, the kids, that sort of mm-hmm. thing. So it's it's been more of a, you know, just a relaxed state than it has it, been. I guess, right? Yeah, maybe you know, you'll never one be able time. to do that again for a while. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I wanted to, because you know they're only young once. So I wanted to take this opportunity and be able to do things yeah, with them so this summer. There's, so. there's a lot of 
basically that's what happened to me. Um, a whole bunch of really not good things happened at one point in my life, but I look back and think, actually, they weren't that. They were things that I needed to do. I was a workaholic. Anyway, mm-hmm. all of a sudden things happened where I was. I had a, a lot of opportunity to spend time with my kids, and I. Anyway, I, I just wanted to share that with you. No, no, no. I want like that's why you have a show, so we can hear each other's experiences, yeah. right? So, so and the ch- children. So you, do you think you're procrastinating? It. Is that what you're feeling? <clears throat> um, you know, I want to write a book, and that's basically why I oh, put okay. myself in this position. And I haven't even really remotely touched it. Now I started journaling, like I started a gratitude journal, and well, that's and good. that's fine. I, yeah, but I'm usually quite. I usually have a lot of gratitude anyways, but, you know, it's different when you're putting it down to paper. It's funny what uh, you end up mm-hmm. being grateful for. So, you know, that that's okay. That takes me like two seconds. <laughs> but, you know, I'm... So, I, you get a lot yeah. of your gratification and positive feelings in the, having meaningful, meaningful work then, right? It would be... I, I, I'm someone who wants to be of service. So when you were talking to the girl who was a nurse, you know, the first thing I thought of for her was gerontology, um, maybe hospice, that sort of thing would have been, you know, good choice rather yeah, than maybe yeah, something I'm sure into the hospital. Right? I kept saying that. Yeah, and um, so, but and but that's great. Like we've got an aging population. That's something that's very of great yeah. service. Now maybe that's something once the kids are back at school that I need to be doing, like volunteering at a hospice or something, because I do like to be of service to people. Yeah, and I, I've done that. I've volunteered at a hospice. But How so, was that? Was well, I, I, being a nurse, it, it, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, it's very emotional, and you, you have to give a lot of support to the families and stuff like that, but there's some people that are there by themselves, so... Mm. It's, it's something I'm able to do, but you know, not everybody's able to do that. I think so, I could do that. Okay. You know what? That's, yeah. Okay. If you can do it, then you know that that's good, because there's there's mm-hmm. people that don't have families and stuff. Um, I, I, I when you're talking about what you were talking about, um, there, there's been opportunities and stuff, but now you feel you need to get on with it. Right to do the things that you really wanted to do, no, like writing and that maybe, sort of thing. Yes, the writing wouldn't take any time really away from the kids. That's something that I don't have to leave the house for. Um, I would like to get started with that. But I'll, I'll tell you something. Some people really need. Some people need to get away from the house. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to think of that writer that wrote the Harry Potter books. She used to go... Uh, J.K. Rowling, yeah. Yeah, J.K. Rowling. She went to, like, restaurants and, and coffee shops and wrote, did most of her writing there. You know what? That resonates with me. Um, I had a friend who just moved to New Mexico, and I thought, you know what? And they're trying to write a book, too. I thought, why don't I just go there for a month and yeah. do this? But then, you know, I worry about the kids and that sort of thing. But their dad can watch them, that's for sure. But when they're, but, you know, that, how old, are they old yeah. enough to go to school? Oh, yeah, like uh, 10, 11, and 16. Okay, when they're in school, you just, you know, it, it, you may be, 
Some people can't work at home. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why I'm mentioning it. <laughs> mm-hmm. When I used to work at home, my kids would they they would bother me all the time and stuff like that, and I I actually had to, for a time, go somewhere else to be able to write and do things that I do. You know, I do a lot of traveling, too. Well, and I think if you make the effort to leave, you feel more obligated to do something Mm -hmm. while you're there. That makes sense, too. Yeah. So you've got to look, give yourself rewards, too, for, um, you know, doing what you're doing and motivating yourself. And uh, You know, mm-hmm. we can do it with whatever you need to do to motivate it. Like, okay, I didn't think of that either. And it, it doesn't have to do well. with your performance, but it has to do how you feel about yourself. That's why I talked about the things I did at the beginning of the show. You know, sometimes we have a little voice within us that gives us heck all the time. We've got to be easier mm-hmm. on ourselves. Yeah. I, I think I missed, I missed the first uh, half hour, I think. Well, you can go back and listen to it if you, if you want okay. later on, right? Um, yeah. So it, it's all about, you know, it's not about sitting down and forcing yourself to do anything. It's about feeling the flow. Mm-hmm. And to feel that balance. That's why I was talking about the balance right now, too. I, I do feel like, like you were talking about with the eclipses, I do feel that come fall in terms of career, I think it will be a lot different for everybody. Um, yeah. Once I left my job, a lot of other people left as well. So it was like, and it's a very large organization, but uh, it was like people are just, saying to themselves, you know what? I only have one life. Why am I doing something that's not feeding my soul? And we have to, at this point, the individual job is to be ourselves within Mm -hmm. a collective at the same time. So if we're all not being ourselves, how can we progress and be happy and live in that type of consciousness in the moment? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So Google something. It's, it, there's, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it, but I see <laughs> Just something. Just anything? There's a six, <laughs> six things that the most productive people do every day. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to Google it. I'll let oh. you Google it and you can. <laughs> Thanks. No. <laughs> when you said something, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I Google something I, I, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's getting ourselves motivated, right? Yes. And sometimes, you know, the harder we are on each other, or are on ourselves and on each other, it, it doesn't get us to to actually get there. So you you've got to get get positive about yourself and do the thing that you really want to do, and feel mm-hmm. that you deserve it. And have yeah. somebody that you know that can support you. Do you have, like, a friend that supports the work you do? Oh, yeah. I've got lots of friends who support everything. So yeah. if I ever need anything, they're all there. So, But the thing is to actually, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. Yeah. And not talk about it. Just do it. Well, you can talk about it, too. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a few more things that I wanted to talk about on the show. Um, okay. And actually, no it's it's getting close to the end, but I'm going to try to squeak some more things in. So if you're listening on the phone, you'll be able to um, you'll be able to hear what I'm saying, but other people may not. You know that are listening through the blog talk. Okay. So. Thank you. I'm just Diane. gonna. Um, it, it it's not an easy time, but because so much we're integrating so much, and we're changing so much as as a human collective. So it's like you know, people are changing inside, and it, it's it's all it's all good though. Anyway. So thanks for calling in, and I, I'm going to talk a little bit about a few other things that I, let me see if I can find that topic that I was going to talk about. Um, you know, I was talking about the lunar eclipse and how, you know, we're balancing a lot of energy right now. Um, the lunar eclipse in Aquarius opposite Sun and Leo, that's going to happen tomorrow. And then these uh, eclipses. But, you know, eclipses are things that are being revealed to us. And right now, what's being revealed that I see is, um, you know, being positive and, and having that inner knowing and being ourselves. And there, there's going to be a lot of breakthroughs for a lot of people because they've been releasing a lot of karmic energy. And people have been taking time out to actually be able to do this inner work. And people that have called into the show, they may or not may not realize that they were guided to call in, you know. So a retrograde period, like we were talking about this Mercury retrograde period, this balancing time, it's 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 coming up, you know, at the end of August, and it's going on until September. So there's a lot of things, you know. Go back and listen to what I said, but I just wanted to touch on that before. Um, and then getting yourself motivated, there, you know, find out what other people do to get themselves motivated. Sometimes it may mean you place you go somewhere else that <clears throat> is conducive to work. You know, there's a lot of different things that people do to get themselves motivated. Um, yeah, I, I, I was talking about a little bit about energy at the beginning of the show. Um, there's Janet Kira Lesson, and you know she's written some books, and her husband Sasha Alex Lesson has written a book called Anunnaki False Gods. But <clears throat> what's interesting? This uh, Janet Kira Lesson does a show called Aquarian Radio. <clears throat> and there's something that it, I got a, you know, a, a message about. Every dawn, the Earth is subjected to a rise in solar wind, which intensifies the planet's geometric field at night. This field weakens. So, you know, I was saying, when you go to bed at night, try to go to bed, actually, when it gets dark out, right? And then do this grateful thing. We're more open when the electromagnetic field shifts. And then it picks up at dawn and the cycle repeats itself. So that's when, 
you know, we put out, you know, the positive things about ourselves. So that there's, you know, like I'm reading this now, and it's, to me it makes sense now where this geometric field <clears throat> interacts with another force, the, the effect intensifies. So there's these grids on the earth, they call them ley lines. And they, they're electric, electrical magnetic field. Um, and the scientists call this a telluric current. Ancient people call it spirit road. And these lines are forced to travel better along soil with high content of metal, water, and quartz. So quartz would be a good um, totem to look up for healing and stuff like that. A lot of people use, you know, quartz to do that and to shift consciousness and to open their mind and that sort of thing. Um, drier, less metallic ground conducts telluric currents minimally. Where a boundary between these two types of land occurs, the telluric current crossing it either reinforces or weakens the daily fluctuations of the geomagnetic field. This generates a hot spot. It's conductivity. And they build temples and churches, or they used to anyway, on these spots. Anyway, they talk, they talk about generating a hot spot, a conductivity discontinuity. So the actual electroenergy flows. We're all made of electricity. The earth is a reflection of this. It doesn't say that here, but I'm saying it. So at the sites are genetic makers from Nibiru. So these people believe that part of humanity were created, okay? But, I mean, that's not really important at, at this moment. But these Lee lines are these electromagnetic conductivity fields intersect, you know, and um, anyway, the telluric energy affects the mind, the creativity, and the personal power, and it raises one resonance. So if you could find out, like I can measure these, if you can find out where these fields are and you go to one, it can make you very productive, okay? So con con contact with multiple power places builds up. The show's going to go off the air, but if you're listening, uh, you know, over the phone, you'll be able to still hear me for a while. And I'm going to try to talk a little bit more. I had a lot of people calling in today, but it was important and to what was going on and what I'm sharing and imparting. So contact with multiple power places builds up spiritual attuning and numerous states of mind, okay, and forms the basis of pilgrimage from one site to the other. And I've basically been doing that, going to the Bermuda Triangle, different sites to balance energy because you know they've tapped into this grid and they're using it in, in a way that's not beneficial for humanity so I've been basically going and correcting this so perceptual reality commonly experienced and reinforced by people of similar purpose over long period of times marks the locations as sacred and um, you know they, they have temples aligned on this um, the Hartman net, a woven electromagnetic grid, the Hartman net, exists over the entire face of the globe, composed of small rectangular nets rising from the earth. Each line is nine inches thick and placed at intervals six feet by six inches by eight, and it's magnetically orientated. The intersecting points of the net where the knots are influenced by underground veins of water as electromagnetic forces emanating from the earth. So a lot of places where these lines intersect and there's water, it's really 
beneficial, the water there, okay? They're not saying this, but I'm, I'm saying it. Giant telluric waves undulating vertically and linked to the geometric field of the Earth create a network of crisscrossing lines all across the planet. Anyway, it says the Anunnaki put the structures where lines crisscross. So these are power lines, and they had a lot of electrical energy. C- create vortex sometimes, too. And the sacred site's exact place of veneration is located in a spot where the geometric field is more pronounced. Assessed by Spirit Road, a telluric current. You know, I was reading somewhere um, that... You know, they used to leave people's bodies in these stone houses, the bodies for a few days, and that's why the spirits didn't leave, right? Electromagnetic pathway that flows across the face of the earth, sacred sites connected to one another through common narratives, myths, and folklore all share accurate triangles. And people commuting sites fly astrally. So they've actually said that people... And I had a friend that actually had this happen to her. They're sent flying by electric magnetic charge in the quartz or magnetite, touching it or grounding in the energy. The local magnetic field is drawn like a whirlpool in the center of the temple. Stone store and direct the flow of the terrestrial energy. So meditate at a sacred site, tap into the power of the worldwide grid and amplify your psychic abilities and spiritual consciousness. And you feel... So what I want to say is, this energy has been set up a certain way, but it's not the way it was meant to be. And now this energy is being reconfined and redefined, and humanity's energy is shifting too, and they're able to utilize their original energy. Okay? So it's important that um, we release this uh, karmic energy within us because it's blocking the flow of this electron magnetic energy and energy within us that flows outward. But a lot of us have been doing prayers and and working with the energy and been shifting it for humanity because we have the template for that energy. That's why we're here. So the builders mark crossing points with temples and standing stones, elongated shapes. Meadows, steeples, or towers act as antenna, attracted cosmotelluric waves that continue to flow through the worldwide network. So that's why even the pyramids, okay? Tens of thousands of sacred sites still stand in every country on Earth. These sites share colossal stones, often hauled from hundreds of miles away, aligned to the Halaic rising of specific stars and mirror entire constellations, compute with regularity the solar, lunar calendars, solstice, and equinoxes, and they were built to last into an age when humanity loses connection with the divine. It's not that humanity lost the connection with the divine. In 3D fallen consciousness, this kind of energy was was piggybacked and kind of stolen. So the original energy is being reconfigured right now. So these templates and these energy places and places where the energy was siphoned, you know, it's being changed right now. These cosmic or cosmotelluric lines let these Anunnaki and other ETs on Earth and ancestors gather a whole body of knowledge. But, you know, when you open up your energy paths and your higher chakras, this energy comes to you. 
this is the reason why I'm talking about these things. You know, there's the old way, and when there was a fallen consciousness, this had to be done, I guess, to try to trigger and tap into that energy. But we've always really been connected to it. So these sites have been used to trigger a heightened and more spiritual state of consciousness. And though the ETs chose the sites, our ancestors in every area and every land anchored them with stones and buildings. So once fixed, our forefathers reinforced the broadcasting power. Then they prayed at the site. So these experienced planetary consciousness when they did rituals at the big stone sites. And you can, when you meditate, a, a megalithic temple. But, you know, humanity is being able to do this without doing this now, Okay because we've always been connected to source. So um, this thing keeps slipping in and out. Okay. So these sites are, are, um, are located above or inside water. So let me just see. So that's where people went to meditate at temples and at uh, cathedrals and all these different things because they were put at those sites, okay? So these temples, sacred, continue to, to make later temples and churches built upon the sacred too. The seven principles of sacred space are water, electromagnetics, sacred measure, stone, a sacred geometry, orientation, and the human key. You know, all these sacred sites that the Anunnaki apparently built is located above or beside water. So, you know, water is the foundation of every temple, you know. There's places where they have holy water in different parts of the world, in France and all over the place. And their assistance distilled the energy of water at the sacred sites, the inserted metal rods to keep water charged with healing properties. You know, some of the Indian or the Sanskrit they use copper and they put water in it and it put a flow into it. Anyway, um, so long as the purity of the water is maintained at the site, the potentially destructive telurk forces of the earth do not interfere with the process that work inside the sanctuary. So energized water behaves as a force field. The prime energy spots in the sacred sites tend to be those from which the number of underground streams for a radical parter. Water at sacred sites is different than frequency from ordinary water. A spectroscope of such water shows it's free from bacteria and free of natural minerals, or full of natural minerals, beneficial to health and longevity. This extremely pure water exhibits greater properties of spin. Such vortices create electrical charge, which then generate electromagnetic fields transport into something different from ordinary liquid. It becomes holy water. It potentially can be enhanced by crystals, particular quartz. Remember I was talking about that? And the prime material used in temple building. The energized water, the primary ingredient of sacred space, is also a major stimulus of the human body that benefits most from using the temple. So, you know, our bodies are made of a lot of water, just as the earth has water within it, right? And flowing on top of it. But we can, you know, put a, a, a flow or a spin in the water, you can even do it with your hands, but you can put it in certain containers. Um, a lot of people boil their water in, in glass, but you know you should put it in a, that a copper container or quartz 
container to begin with. Anyway, it goes on to say here that whatever stored in the memory is stored in the memory of the place. I went, um, and I talked about it on the show, I went to this huge stone in Ontario where all the Aboriginal peoples from all over North America went to meet. And I actually was hearing and feeling memories and resonance within the stone. And this is, was a sacred site. It was where there's this like stagnant lake and another lake bordering it. But it's, you know, a holy site, and it speaks. And it has a lot of carvings on it and different things. So it's interesting, you know, these sites are everywhere. Our blood requires a vortical motion to move through the vials. And properties of water at sacred sites affect the spin ratio of blood. So altering the information traveling through the body makes us more receptive to the processes taking place inside the temple. So healing and that sort of thing, okay? And I wanted to talk a little bit more about this, but what it what basically, you know, healers do that. They alter the shape of the energy within the person and um, the water within a person. That's where the healing comes from. The effects of concentrated thought to alter the shape of water has been uh, illustrated by Emoto. The direct intent of the ordinary people aimed at vials of water. So when we have positive thoughts, you know, I, my son was making kombucha and all that stuff, and I said, you have to put a lot of love in it, you know, to make it very healing or feel the love when you're doing it, right? Some people, they cook and they're angry, and it makes people sick. I knew this person that every time he ate at his sister's house, he'd get sick. It, he watched her cook and everything, but she was always angry, right? So they go on to say about this Hartman's net intersection points without this grounding hurt the health of those near. So these intersection points, they actually grounded the energy to make, you know, it health or good energy. But they were tapping into this fifth dimensional realm and they by doing this they actually created a fallen consciousness and a whole bunch of other things that I'd have to really get into. So this this blood that throws through our veins and arteries carries iron, magnetism, reorganizes iron for the brain tissue and the cerebral cortex. These pyramid-shaped crystals allow humans to detect the Earth's magnetic field. Magnetic stimulation of the brain creates a coherent, nanotropic condition that can yield the altered state of consciousness in receptive people. You know, I've gone to certain sites and revamped and reactivated these sites because they need a little oomph every once in a while, right? Until they completely shift into fifth dimensional consciousness. But these Anunnaki tapped into the site and utilized the energy. And in order not... It, 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 it changed the lifespan of humanity, too, and it caused a fall in consciousness. Um, they go on to say that the human bone is a crystalline structure which flows electrical charge. So... You know, this is this is inter- interesting. You know, they talk about the Anunnaki using the cubit 2.72 from which they derive the primary uh, geometric building blocks of tetrahedrons and spheres, layered temples, and all the other stuff in the stones where the builders locate the veins of water, locate they insulate the safe um, electromagnetism and measure out the site. And, you know, the Anunnaki bought stone from afar to temples like the Giza and Stonehenge to stop shifting telluric forces from moving and anchor them to the site. So this is why they did that. They consider the sun masculine 
and its energetic properties mirrored on the earth by volcanic action. And, you know, um, so there's there's a lot going on more than we even know. So maybe on the next show I'll talk a little bit more about this sort of stuff because it's, it's quite interesting. Um, and, you know, the moon affects it and the sun affects it. We all, there's reasonings for everything. I wanted to talk about, there was an article in its descendants of Atlantis. Are we descendants of, of Atlantis? Um, I'm just seeing if there was anything more to the article. It's more of a, it's more of a video. So you know, Google this. Descendants of Atlantis first, uh, a full version, episode one. Kind of interesting. Uh, I'm just going to try to find the stuff that I had here about. Uh, okay. There was this uh, diamond grid, you know, like I was talking about this, um, the ley lines and these grids on the earth, but it's really, um, it's not in the shape that it should be. Um, it's it's in a diamond, it, the true form of it should be in a diamond configuration. And a lot of us now are, you know, like bringing the energy here, like the indigo beings and stuff like that. And some of the indigos are Pleiadian energy. And and Rita Melkinovich, I can never say that word, Melkivadek, um, has, you know, talks about these different things. And, you know, going to the next level or souls, souls blossoming and co-creating heaven on earth here, and she has contact with a lot of different beings and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, do a little research on that if, you, if you're interested. Um, they talk about this Lionsgate portal, and I, I talked a little bit about seeing these number eights and a lot of eights. Um, they, they, you know, in the past they've talked about this earth with these grids that comes destruction and recreation and transformation this is changing now we're going through the ascension so these grids are being maintained so there's not a collapse with the change you know um and it's we're going through the seventh root race energy change with you know the aquarian age right now so you know, different people are being called, and they're seeing different things. You know, I could, I'd have to get into a lot of this, and you know, I don't have a lot of time left in the show, and I wanted to talk about it, but I can talk about it on next week's show. Um, you know, we're we're going from a, a dense reality, three D reality, to a less dense fifth dimensional. Reality, but that always has been there because we're multidimensional. But it's where things will be manifest in in, in a in a physical realm. Um, some of us have already been there or doing that, and we're moving away from duality. And so a lot of this karmic residue is still unascended on the planet. And you know, I talked about 
you know, the crystalline light and different things like that, or how we're, we're taking more light into our bodies now. And that's why it's important to be out in nature because, um, you know, some people talk about Shambhala and, and all those different places where, you know, there exists another realm and um, the cave of light. So this, this portal that opened up, this 8-8 portal, is, is opening that up and kind of... Um, I talked about the different chakras that we're opening over the last few years, and I've talked about on the different shows. You know, this the eighth chakra is being anchored, and um, the eighth ray released upon humanity. So there's a lot of things. You know, this number eight is, you know, and the activate the eighth higher heart chakra to the chest bone area is opening up, and then the chakra above above the head, beyond the crown chakra is already opened. So that what happens is um, the energy is expanding and opening up with humanity because they were closed before in third dimension. So these laws of third dimension are really going to shift now. They're, they're, it's, we're kind of going through a shedding phase, you know, um, releasing that confinement of energy and, and go, expanding our energy right now. If you want to know more about all this sort of stuff, I've talked about it in other shows. And, you know, a lot of people right now are going within themselves and things, they're recreating stuff to allow them to do it. So people are wondering, hey, how come my job isn't coming? There's something that you have to look at. So it's important that you do that right now. Okay. It's not important that we activate people to open up. They they have to see it within themselves and open up within themselves, and it's happening within humanity. Um, so it's all it's all really interesting, you know, and a lot to, I could talk about. But the the main thing is that humanity be aware that you know they're um, opening up and their energy is expanding, and the way they see things is reconfiguring, and they're connecting in a collective conscious way. You know, the the uh, Olympics are going on right now, and it's happening in the wintertime in South America where it's never happened before. There's stuff going on with the Zika virus and that sort of thing. Um, but it goes beyond that. You know, it's it's how we connect in this consciousness. And, you know, it's amazing, you know, the abilities of certain people like uh, Phelps, his swimming ability and getting all those medals and things like that. It makes you wonder what people are keying into and the energy that they're, maybe they go and meditate at these these different sites, you know. I've, I've done it and it's shifted my consciousness, but you can do it within yourself too, okay? But there was this um, man, his name's David uh, Brian David Anderson, he's discovered a technology, and I've talked about it on the show before, that applies several modalities to the body to stimulate stem cells and attract them to areas of need. And all these modalities are powered by structured electrical created by the variations of a, a tri-vortex electromagnetic frequencies. He's also the author of Super Hydrate and Charge Your Cells. I was talking about this with a friend of mine the other day, and he may come on the show to do a show, nutritionist, um, 
anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that at, at another time. So he started a company called TriVortex Technology, and it's a revolutionary process in health and wellness. So he can actually program the water to take the electrical or the the magnetic resonance of medication or whatever you need to take. Um, anyway, it says in 1988, Anderson started on a quest to find out an inexpensive way to treat drinking water so it could provide better hydration. This is technology utilizing safe, secure electromagnetic sound waves with low power lasers to stimulate stem cells and DNA for the replacement of dying cells. This technology puts out a sound wave that is between 60 and 10,000 hertz, and inside of it is a nutrient pack. The sound wave then becomes a carrier for the nutrients. So he's basically been able to put hormones into people that need to take hormones or, you know, different all different sorts of things. So he became self-taught, and after 20 years of freelance investigative writer and photojournalist trained at the University of Missouri School of Journalism, he is credited with being the first to experience and distribute subtle energy items based on new and emerging scientific field called light particle assimilation. So basically why I want to talk about this is people like me can actually do it by just our minds or our hands, the way we direct energy. But there's machines that can do it too, and he's he's actually done this. So... um, you can go to his site, you know, um, I don't have it listed here. Let me just see. <clears throat> you can go to AcousticHealth.com, and I think she has um, some information about him. But I'm just trying to find out um, if it has anything here. But just just Google him. So I wanted to talk about these. Just before I do and go, I wanted to talk about, let me see if I have this article here. Maybe I do here. I'll get a drink in a little while because I have been talking for over two hours. (laughs) And I did a red eye, so I've I've been traveling. But I didn't want to. I I felt like I needed to do this this show so um okay let me talk about the the totem um I wanted to talk about um the symbolic meaning of a woodpecker because I saw this woodpecker with this friend and I've I've seen woodpeckers but never one like this one I I thought wow you know I I thought Woody Woodpecker was just a cartoon but this this Woodpecker looked a lot like Woody Woodpecker, except he, you know, he wasn't talking or anything. <laughs> anyway, the symbolic meaning of a woodpecker, and this is the site, and I've used it before. What's your sign dot com symbolic meaning of woodpecker? So just Google that. What's your sign dot com? Okay, and the meaning of woodpecker. Think of using all obstacles as stepping stones to build the life you want. So you know we've talked about these ley lines, and we're you know, the Anunnaki or the beings that came to this planet used, um, they they set up this system and they piggybacked on the original earth. And when they did it, they kind kind of crashed the system that was around the earth. But they, to ensure that it wasn't toxic, 
they 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 put stones and built buildings and they had water nearby. So anyway, symbolic meaning of woodpecker. To be sure the woodpecker is attention grabber and those who claim this amazing bird is their totem will attest to its ability to shake up awareness. So this is time of shaking up your awareness and waking up. Nothing breaks the silence of a hiking in the woods like an urgent rapid fire percussion of woodpeckers rapping against a tree. And actually seeing this red fluffy top of this woodpecker was pretty amazing too and it was huge so it was trying to get my attention when i hear woodpecker knocking i think of opportunity so people called in today and that was opportunity you know looking at being willing to put themselves out there to know more about themselves and i would suggest you know anybody that was listening to the show today or to go back and listen to it again okay and because I know something will apply to you and it will help open you up to manifesting things you want in your life. But also this is a time that we have to take that opportunity to sit back and to be able to be there when that opportunity knocks. So if you're at a job and you're working and you're, you know, workaholic and you're focusing on that and you're, you know, you're not going to be open to that. So it's actually an opportunistic time when this happens. Anyway, they go on to say each tree is a door. You know, trees are electromagnetic vortices that go between realms. Um, I've talked about it before. And, um, you know, each tree opens up these foods or grubs or ants. And they provide mansions. So what it means like this is a time of balance i've talked about the balance between the collective and the individual but knowing who you are within that collective right that's who we are in fifth dimensional consciousness we're aware of ourselves and who we are so the balance the progress the signaling the returning the protection the initiation so you're being initiated even though you don't realize you are you're releasing a lot of that karmic stuff and you're being reinitiated and called to go into higher consciousness. And you can't do that if you're focused on 3D stuff. And if you all of a sudden money doesn't seem to be the same as it was to you, this is a big sign that you're really shifting in consciousness. And somebody called in today and was mentioning that. So it's about a whole bunch of different things. And initiation, like I said, attention, prophecy, listening. So it's a gift of prophecy, being able to see, being open. So if you have and you see that um, little bird, the little woodpecker, it's causing you to open up and see what you need to do and what you need to do to get a job or to go back in that field and to do what you're really supposed to do. It's opportunity. It's knocking, okay? I've talked on Facebook a lot about praying and doing the prayers of light to help humanity open their eyes and to be able to see discernment, to know, even in the U.S., who who to vote for. It's all about communication and being able to express yourself. When you, you are who you really are in the moment, you can communicate with people and say what you need to know, and you have knowing in that moment, and it gives you determination. So if you see a woodpecker, you're sure going to go out there and get that job and do the things you have to do to be able to get it, okay? Think about hammering things, solutions out, and, you know, opening doors. And 
it's also a need for creative vision. You know, I was talking to the first lady, I believe it was Dina, and um, she needs to be somewhere she has creative vision, and she creates and organizes. So she needs to go to a place where she can continually be opened and have that happening. So opportunistic woodpeckers can see value everywhere, okay? Even in dead trees. So have you ditched the idea of giving up on a project? Are you vacillating? Are you not doing things because, you know, you've got these mindsets that are not allowing you to do it? So go to those, like I said, you know, points in nature. Go near water. Be open. Go to bed early. Look at the things you're grateful for. Pray. Wake up in the morning and, 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 you know, write out what you want to do and the positive things that are changing in your life. Create positive energy around yourself. Hang out with people that are positive. Okay. So the woodpecker may be trying to tell you to breathe new life into a new project. Okay. Just as they build new homes to dead trees. Okay. So this is creating something out of something that may be dead but is giving renewal too. So the symbolic meaning of a woodpecker indicates a return to the roots or having trust in our basic gut feelings. Dr. Carl Jung observed the woodpecker as a symbol of a return to the womb of creativity. So humanity as a whole right now are returning to the womb. And because they've lost all this crap, you know, karmic energy. And I would say these ley lines that were the intersect and crossed, that's where a lot of this energy, toxic energy, was being held, and it's being released now. But, you know, they did things to counteract that energy. But now we're doing it within ourselves, so it's happening on the earth. So the woodpecker's home within the tree is, you know, is a symbol of fierce determination to return and protect what is sacred to us. So when this bird comes pecking, it's a call for us to return to our roots, back to the womb of ideas, use our intellect and discernment to follow through with our plans, and this analogy is uh, undoubtedly profound on the case of the red-headed woodpeckers as the color red is associated with the root chakra, prime protective energy. So we're, we're creating protective energy around ourselves, not allowing people to grab and to poke and prod and do whatever they want with us, okay? It's not happening. Sorry, all you Saturn lovers and, and things like that. It's It's not happening anymore. Another clear sign for us being aware of our impulses and basic release. So Native North American wisdom recognizes the protective uh, home-based themes of the woodpecker too. Prairie tribes had a myth that the title of the protector of humankind was once fired by the turkey and the woodpecker, and the woodpecker won. So I feel very protective over humanity, and I'm seeing this woodpecker, so it doesn't surprise me at all. And I have that Sagittarian healing energy. My Saturn return is in Sagittarius, and it's happening right now. So the woodpecker won the title because of her ability to make the marvelous nest where the spiritual seed of humankind would always be sheltered from predatory threat. So it's protective energy, too. And it reminds us to be mindful of our words. It's a narrow tongue, extremely protective, picking up food in narrow places. This is symbolic for using a narrow root to get the most profound effect. And that's what my energy does, actually. The woodpecker asks us to use fewer words to make a stronger impact on our, our statement. 
As we continue to explore the symbolic meaning of the woodpecker, we see communication is a strong theme. In fact, when I hear a woodpecker, I think of the Morse code. I try to figure out what kind of rhythmic message the woodpecker is sending me. You know, it's really funny. I was watching this show yesterday, and I was like, what, what the heck does this mean? People were starting to, to tap and to make this thing. Uh, and also on the cat, uh, in, before the high jump, the high jumpers were getting a, a rhythm in the crowd so they could jump higher. There's this kind of resonance that's created that helps you, like like it said, levitate. Maybe it has something to do with what was going on at that site where they had the high jump. I don't know. It would be amazing to kind of try to see that. But I was kind of getting a feeling something's going on here. And they did something when the Brazilian um, person jumped and he was he beat all these other people that were supposed to win. And I was thinking, okay, something's up here. They did something. So maybe they, they had it rigged. I don't know, and I don't want to cause a commotion or anything like that, but maybe those are one of the sites because they said that people can levitate, you know, at those different site, ley line sites, right? But they can also cause people to fall, too, at those sites, depending on where, if they have water or what they're doing at that point. Um, it also says, you know, we're having this Mars energy I was talking about at the beginning of the thing. There's tons of things I still want to say. In Roman mythology, the woodpecker is associated with Mars, so it's a planet of energy initiative. And the zodiac sign of Aries may be drawn to the woodpecker. So I would suggest you look this up to read the rest of it, because there's a little bit more I wanted to talk about. I don't know if I can. Sometimes you can't get everything in. You know that expression, you can't always do everything, but you try the the hardest you can. Um, so this full moon in Aquarius is pretty amazing energy. Um, it's amazing this Penny Wharf won four medals um, for swimming, and um, this um, Phelps guy did too. You know, there's some pretty amazing people in Bolt who, um, you know, there are people that can change and make people do uh, in the way they think, and we're not here to do that. You know, the vortex, these ley lines, um, they've been controls, and, and it's been Saturn energy. And we're, we're shifting that energy within ourselves. So um, there may be basis to the truth, you know, that energy has been kidnapped. I, I didn't really get into that, but um, it's been subtle energy and healers can shift frequencies. And the crystalline grid of div- divine love is, is where we're, we're focusing right now, okay? Um let me see what else I have here. Um, for the next three and a half weeks, give or take, Mercury, Venus, and Jupiter supported by the long-term transit of Orcus in the Virgo, the other Pluto, and the lunar node seek to uh, straighten crooked life paths. You know, I kept talking about pathways, and that's very 3D. So, you know, when we're, there's a point in fifth dimension, and it leads to different paths, Okay. So there isn't just one line, and they go in different directions. A line, you know, the um, the details that uh, heads down attention, and the long range life of your vision and your heart, you know, these aspirations. So what I'm basically saying is, the people that have had linear thoughts to directing themselves in, in a life path and who they really are are realigning, and this these details are opening up right now because they're showing up in these alignments. You know, people say, oh, these alignments cause 
things. No, it's the other way around. What happens within us creates the alignments of planets and different things that we see around us. It's a reflection. And, you know, this orcus oversees the keeping of promises. It's the promises that we make to ourselves, you know, and sometimes we don't keep them. But these promises, we're going to keep them now. So maybe this is why all these people were calling in, because I wanted to talk about this, these sort of things. And, and the promise one keeps to oneself, you know, keep them, keep those promises you have. Set up goals in defining and, you know, um, you have small accomplishments. Look at those things every day. You know, look at the positive things every day and then be thankful at nighttime. Sometimes, like in, in certain jobs, projects um, require the participation of others who do not place your timeline or quality stands at the top of, they, they don't care, right? Because they're thinking in 3D ways. So um, these are situations outside your control because they're in 3D and, and, you know, maybe this is something you have to learn. So while it would be up to you to monitor ongoing pro the progress, remember you can lead horses to water. So you you can change uh, the way you think and the way you feel because, you know, water is a very positive thing. You can... When you, before you drink water, put project positive thoughts in it. You can even project a thought that you write that book or find that job that you want to find. You can do that. And it, it enters every cell in your body, and so you're manifesting at a cellular level. And this is more cosmic manifesting. And as a collective, the more people that do this, the better. So, you know, it new ideas that happen, like maybe ideas I have, and ideas that I talk about that nobody else has talked about before. I, I don't look at them as mine. I look at them as a collective consciousness. I don't own ideas. They're ideas that come from God or from source or whatever you want to call it. So we have to allow, you know, when we have all these thoughts that are going on in our head that are negative, we're not allowing, they don't allow all these other miracles and these little ideas that we have within ourselves to come. So when you have that cleared, you can connect to source. You can expand your energy. You don't have that karmic stuff at a cellular level. New ideas upon their arrival, they take time, you know, to and dedicated thought from the heart, especially, to come to become developed. You know, they say that you know it takes three weeks to develop a habit. You know, this is three D kind of thinking, but people would understand that comparison. So if you have learned, you know, behavior where you put off things and you say, I've got to do this and I've got to do that, maybe you're doing it for a reason because you have to learn something. But you may be doing it because you're not giving yourself that time to put that idea within yourself and that manifesting idea within you, okay? So basically, you may be sabotaging yourself. So... These are times right now with a Virgo and Sagittarius energy that new thoughts and new structures of concentration are coming to people, okay? And so, you know, do the job right. Promise that you'll keep your clear intent. 
you know, with this energy. So this Mars-Sagittarian alignment with Saturn in the third week of August, which is coming up as a transit, um, this Friday that just happened, the fifth Mercury square Saturn from Virgo to Sagittarius, which was energy, directive energy to help you plan and allow yourself to have tools and see a new blueprint of reality, and it can be created. So I think the people that called in were actually doing that. They didn't realize they were doing it. It comes from that energy within that um, Mars-Saturn energy, and um, that the Merc- that Mercury that squared Saturn from Virgo to Sagittarius on the fifth. This allowed people to be more directive, and you listen to the show for a reason. So this new blueprint of reality that you're creating within yourself, be willing to think things through, but do it through the heart. And they may be things that have stumped you, you know, like why am I not getting a job? Why am I sabotaging myself not to do the things that I really want to do? But these are times that you sit down and you put the puzzle pieces together. And you may see things from a totally different, radical point of view. Anyway, so what are you going to do to change the way you see things within yourself? Maybe you got triggered by listening to the show. You know, go back and listen to what I've said. It'll make more sense to you as you've been listening. Um, August 13th, Venus... um, executes, you know, that square to Saturn, you know, and and it's building up to something, okay? Saturn is conservative to do things in steps, but it also has to do with those grids on the Earth and the energy being siphoned and that sort of thing. So, you know, maybe that you don't have to know that. You know, I'm not going into it in full detail, but it... it, it it's a reflection of what's really going on within humanity now, that they're opening up. So these grids, of course, are going to change. And, you know, there's areas like um, volcanoes and stuff where it's kind of like letting off steam to, to create balance and that sort of thing. The Virgo influence is um, where intuition must come into play. You know, people call in, they want me to give them the answers, but it's really important that you get your own answers. Maybe you need to do a little more research. Maybe you need to understand what you're doing to create situations and and maybe you have to do those things before a job will come your way, okay? Uh, Some people don't understand that. So I was talking about Mercury Stations Retrograde. That's, um, I guess it's Stations Retrograde on August the 26th and then it actually goes into retrograde. It has to do with alignment with Jupiter this time. And um, Jupiter's being, and Mercury is speaking. So it has to do with um, not paying attention to the exaggerating things or people, the drama. You know, I was talking about people having different drama and, you know, to see beyond those things. So August the 27th, Venus and Jupiter must meet. So they're they're creating a balance on that day. So that's a pretty amazing day. You've done the Virgo work. You've gotten the details, the intention, and good things. 
So this is the day you manifest. So, you know, go back and listen to what I've said. And, you know, you do some planning, you do some work, and you see where you need to do the work. And fortunate things will unfold to you because you've done the work. On the 8th, Mercury exposed Neptune. On the 15th, Venus exposed Neptune. And on the 26th, Mars uh, squares Neptune. And it's time to take that little bit of vacation. So what basically everything's unfolding to Neptune, which is water. And it has to do with resonance and holding electrical or electromagnetic resonance. That's why I'm talking about all these things. So it, it gets a little bit, uh, you know, complicated. But, you know, the woodpecker has to do with tree, which has to do with water. So it has to do with um, the mother energy, too. Um, Anyway, um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And I know I, you know, sometimes the things I talk about might seem a little bit more complicated than other times, but it's a time that we're shifting within ourselves. And we're going to have two lunar eclipses that has to do with the collective Aquarian water energy, but it's feminine energy too. And it means the subconscious and what we have confined within us is opening up to us. So take this time to do that work and to go within yourself and to, you know, how do I say this? Learn um, from this, this time that we have right now. It's a collective shift, but it's also a balance of the individual energy. And it's when, you know, people learn to be who they really are. And for some reason, I'm, you know, which is really funny. I want to shut the show down, but it it, it keeps wanting me to talk. So there's something else I have to talk about. Okay, I see the word, I see the name Sandra. Sandra, you have to let go because there's some type of um, energy you're holding that's, really toxic to your body so release that okay and you'll know who who i'm talking about but i don't want to leave on that note because you know this energy will create miracles around us when we release all this energy that humanity has been holding and it's showing through the heart and showing around us and all that love so pretty amazing times pretty amazing um movement within humanity and know that you're loved okay take care thank you for listening to this dimensional living with your host diane bachberger bringing awareness to our world of greater love for more information on diane please visit www.facebook.com forward slash d bachberger one May your hearts and minds always be open to experiencing a greater world.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.